Good evening, listeners. Uh, this is This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. Welcome to TDN Radio. I hope you had a great week. I, I had a really interesting week. Um, you know, winter is finally setting in in New York City. And so those of us who work outside... <laughs> Is beginning to become a little bit challenging, but I hope you had a great week. I, I hope I hope your your 2019 is going well, and, and that you are realizing what you hope to realize that you're putting things in place to 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 re, to, to aspire and achieve your your aspirations. But this week in interview is is back. I'm excited to 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 be on there the second week in a row for 2019. I did miss your company. Um, and we took a Christmas break, but it's always good to step back and and to feel refreshed. Um, what what we have in store for you tonight? Uh, you know, every every person in power needs a needs a watchdog, and so no government is no exception. And, and sometimes the official opposition is not is not um, as effective in in terms of raising the voices that represent the concerns of the people. And sometimes citizens have to step forward and be advocates of of the populace. And and there's a group in Dominica called the Concerned Citizens Movement, uh, and we've had uh, their their leader. Loftus Duran on a few times in the past, uh, and so I decided very early in the year I would bring him on. Let's talk a little bit about the activities of the organization last year and um, what was happening, what he's looking forward to in 2019. And, and so he's going to be my guest tonight on this weekend interview. So welcome. If you're a regular listener, as I always say, I appreciate your, your decision to make me part of your weekly schedule. I don't take your time for granted. If tonight is the first time that you're listening to the show, welcome. I hope after tonight you too will become a regular listener. As I always do every week, I start the show by playing the CARICOM anthem. And there's a number of you who say that's the only time you hear a CARICOM anthem. Sometimes some of you only hear it for the first time on this week in interview. But I believe that the Caribbean should be one one Caribbean, and so this is my plug for that belief. I play the Caricom anthem every week. So let's play that, and when we come back, I will have Mr. Loftus Duran on the line from Dominica, and we're going to be talking about the work of the Concerned Citizens Movement and, and, and some of the issues that are concerning the citizens of Dominica. So let's listen to the Caricom anthem. Distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage. Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us us, The heroes of lands in the sun We found 
on building one Caribbean. Raise your voices high, sing of your Caribbean pride. Sing it loud and strong, feel the hearts beat as one. Celebrate in song as we rise to heights where we. Yes, listeners. Um, I every time I hear the Caricom anthem, I, I there are two things that strike me: is the talent of Mikael Henderson, and then I generalize it to the talent of Dominican, the musical talent of Dominican. And then I I, I think to Caricom integration, Caricom unity, and um, sometimes it seems like a dark place, but you know. Um, we have to keep it alive, we have to keep the idea alive and keep stressing the benefits that would accrue to the Caribbean people if we could move forward as, as a Caribbean nation. But as I said before, I, I, went, I took, went to play the anthem. My guest tonight on this week in interview is Mr. Loftus Duran, 
of the Concerned Citizens Movement of Dominica. Loftus has been on the show with me a few times in the past, and he's always had good information. Uh, and so I, want to bring, I wanted to bring him in early in the year um, so that we can set the stage for 2019. 2018 ended with a lot of activity. Um, I don't, I'll let him tell us what his, what his gauge is in terms of how successful or how, and what, how do you gauge success um, of the movement in 2018. So before I, before I go much further, let me just say uh, a very warm welcome to you, Loftus. Welcome back to this week in interviews. Always, always a pleasure to have you on. Yes, uh, Mr. Drago, and, and thank you for that warm welcome that you give me. Uh, I, I am actually feeling it in the <laughs> comfort of my own, own home now, that warmth. In the comfort of your own home and warm Friday, <laughs> in warm Dominica. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And, and you know, like and a, a, as I always start when I have a conversation with you on the air, I always tell you thank you on behalf of all the citizens of Dominica. Thank you and thank you, the members of concerned citizens for what you do, for raising the voice, for being the, the medium through which citizens can voice their concerns about what's going on in terms of their governance and so on. So, so thank you for that. Um, Loftus, I, we always pick up new, new um, listeners as we go along. So I, yes. I want you to spend the first couple of minutes just reminding folks as to what is the Concerned Citizens Movement, and then we can launch into what were some of the activities and some of the issues that, that you sought to address in the year that has just ended. Okay, okay, thank you. All right, Mr. Drago, thank you very much again. Let me say a special good evening to all your usual listeners of um, your radio station. And also, yeah, for the new listeners, if there are any, welcome to your program tonight. As you stated already in your introductory statement, my name is Loftus Durant of Dominica. I am currently the president of a very vibrant group of men and women in Dominica that goes by the name of Concerned Citizen Movements. It's a, it's a, it's a movement whereby it's a grassroots movement, I must say, in that we, the citizens of Dominica, some of us have took it upon ourselves to basically stand in the gap, as it were, to, to demand, number one, free and fair elections in Dominica. Secondly, to stand against each and every injustice that is happening in Dominica at this time, no matter from what sector, no matter from what sphere it comes from, once we, as a group, deem it is a, it is an injustice against a fellow man, against our brothers, against you know somebody in need, um, against humanity on a whole. Then we will always raise our voice, as it were, and speak against, and even do something about any injustices that occur in Dominica and, by extension, the Caribbean. And yes, if it means we have to speak against an injustice that is happening in the world, we will do that. Um, in terms of the, the group itself, the group um, has been there since 2014. Um, we have had a number of activities in Dominica, more, more leaning on the very patriotic side of things. So we are a patriotic bunch of men and women, hardworking, I must say, looking out for the betterment or for the better good of Dominica. 
Um, we have been there since 2014. We have held a number of activities so far. Um, I remember, if my memory serves me right, one of the first activities that we pulled off in Dominica is that we we looked at our our whole media business in Dominica, and we saw that our media people, our journalists, our reporters, they were and still are um, doing a very good work for the Dominican people. But they are working under some of them, by and large, they are working under very strenuous conditions. And so in 2014, we held what we called a, 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 a day of rec- recognition for all media personnel in Dominica. We invited a whole lot of them and basically had them treated them nice in terms of, of first of all, a nice setting whereby they came, they ate, they drank, and then just, you know, just give them a nice um, moment so that they feel loved by the Dominican people. And to top it off, we had one of our one of our leading journalists in Dominica in the name of Mr. Tim Durand. He owns the Dominican News Online in Dominica, an online newspaper in Dominica. And we had him to be the featured speaker at that function whereby he basically you know, called on them to continue to do the work. Um, he applauded them where they did what the applaud was needed. And finally, we gave them a token of appreciation in terms of a plaque. And so that went down very, very well. And then from there, it, it kicked off into other activities we have been doing in Dominica. But um, to, to tie it closer home, we have been having elections in Dominica that... By and large, they are not free and they are not fair. And it is not just we saying that in Dominica, but the observer missions when they came here on numerous occasions, that is the OAS people, the Commonwealth Secretariat, um, the EOM people, when they normally come to supervise our elections in Dominica, um, they normally leave one phrase, a couple of phrases with us in Dominica as it pertains to the making of our election cycles and processes in Dominica much more free and much more fair. And and at least one of the things that they keep recommending to the powers that be in Dominica is to is to institute um, forms of electoral reform. Mm-hmm. And electoral reform, by and large, takes on a whole lot of different things. But but critically to our situation in Dominica. They specifically ask about the cleansing of our voters' list. They also ask about free access to to state-owned media by all political parties contesting the election. They also talk about campaign finance reform. Mm -hmm. Um, They also talk about presenting, not presenting, but having the Electoral Commission in Dominica um, implement what they call a, 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 a... an identification card so that when the citizens of Dominica present themselves to vote, then the registering officers and the, the, the people who are in that polling station can, can ascertain that that is truly the person who is presenting themselves for voting. And, you know, there are a wide range of other issues, but these are the more critical issues that these, these, these missions on numerous occasions 
keep keep recommending so that our election processes can be much more free and fair in Dominica. Because when you say numerous occasions, you're talking about the numerous instances of, of elections, on different elections? Yes, yes, on different elections. Um, I can date it back for sure to the year 2000, mm-hmm. and we're in 2019 now, so we're talking about pretty close to 20 years, 19 years to be precise, in that at the 2000 election, I remember vividly the, the 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 missions who came here. They basically recommended that um, we we put things in place to have all elections in Dominica much more free and much more fair. Um, that wasn't adopted by the government of the day. They well, came back well, in 2000. Let, 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 let's 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 stop a little bit because in 2000 the party in power at the time was United Workers Party, who is currently in oppo- who, who went into opposition in at that time. So, yes. so you're saying that even though the the observer ob- they, they noticed um, things that could be improved, this yes. electoral system did work sufficiently to have that government lose the election and the new government in- implement it. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say the Electoral Commission works sufficiently no, 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 enough. No, the Electoral Process, I said. Oh, the Electoral Process. Sorry During about that. Yeah, um, well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the people in any country decides who governs them at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Once, once, their, once their vote is not suppressed in any way and not rigged or stolen in any way, right. the people of a country always de- um, 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 defines or determines, rather, who gets to govern the state of affairs in the country. Right. But in, yes, in, in, yes, in 2000, we have had observer missions came into the country. Mm-hmm. And um, day after the, the 2000 elections, they put their report together. And um, as I know it, as I read it, they also had certain recommendations made. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, the, the Labour Party, the Dominican Labour Party, they won the elections that year. And from since then, I my memory for sure serves me right um, that recommendations after recommendations after recommendations um, have been tabled before the government. And to date, absolutely none of these recommendations has been taken on board. Mm. I, I, and so, it, you know, what I was trying to clarify is that even though the election of 2000 was was taken was done under the government of United Workers Party. The only government who have had the, who has had the opportunity to implement the recommendations of the observers has been this current Labour Party government because they came into power in two thousand and they're still in power. And and, and yes, yes, yeah. you are correct. Right, you are correct about that. And and so the Concerned Citizens Movement looks at that. And says, I mean, what about that, that? That drives your organization to take that on as your main issue of concern. Well, well, to tell you the plain truth, what about that is the the whole fairness of our elections in Dominica mm-hmm. from from way back when two thousand. The 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 you 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 felt that suppression 
one could feel that suppression of the people's votes in Dominica and that you 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 knew something was not right at the end of the day because too many persons after the election process had come and gone had a lot of noise a lot of issues with the system and so even the 2005 general elections when when the dominican people would have thought okay something a, a new government came in was headed by Rosie Douglas god forbid he, he died then you had Pierre Charles took over from him. Pierre Charles as well died. Then you had this young, um, young invigorating prime minister in the name of Roosevelt Scarry. He came in. And everybody hopes were very high in that here it is. A young man came in and he basically had promised the Dominican people that he would change the landscape of politics in Dominica. He, he would do something fresh, especially as it pertains to young people, because he was young at that time. Mere, mere 31 years of age. And so a lot of hopes was placed in him and in that he would do something different. He would, you know, sort of revive Dominicans' hope in terms of its democracy, in terms of its economy, in terms of the whole landscape in Dominica. But, you know, that have been, that have been, a, a hope that have been dashed by so many people. And instead of he as prime minister and his cabinet members fixing the problem, now now electoral reform is just one situation in Dominica. We as a group decided to basically be the champions, be the beacons of, 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 of that call because where, where we see it, every other thing in the country will fall apart if a country democratic principles is not upheld or are not upheld, sorry, in that you, you, you can have a government and once that government does not have democratic elections so that the will of the people go forward in terms of the manifestations of the, 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 the party that wins the election, everything else after that fall apart. So you cannot have a pro proper economy. You cannot have a proper health sector. You cannot have a proper agricultural sector. Your, 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 your education sector will be done. Because why? The, the, the premise on which this or any government is elected, they are already starting on a wrong foot. And so that is why we decided as able-bodied men and women in our country to basically champion that cause. There are other persons in Dominica, other organizations championing other cause, but 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 that cause of free and fair elections in Dominica, we are saying if Dominica cannot receive electoral reform, whereby our election process or election cycles cannot be more free, we 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 know, for example, after every election, you will always find the party that is lost or has lost. You know, their, their supporters will be disgruntled, so you will hear that. But after election, it, 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 it cannot be that you are, you are hearing and you are seeing that level of injustice. Persons know that their votes have been hijacked, as it were. Their votes were made meaningless by the party in power basically manipulating the election system to suit their own political interests. 
and for and for the, the the speech to bring people together after an election will go down very good. It have not been going down very good, and it will never go down good until and unless the the the, the majority of Dominicans can come together under one banner and say, you know something, an election was called Party A one, Party B lost, but we are satisfied with the results. Unless we get to that state in Dominica, then we are heading down a very, very slippery slope so as it you, pertains can, to the... Can, can you talk sure. a little bit uh, like specifically what are some of the actions or some of the, some of the things that you see that, that in, your, in, in, in the opinion of the consensus movement are compromising the, the electoral process and causing people to have less confidence in, in it being fair? What are some of the actual practices? Okay, for example, we have, we have, uh, we have an electoral commission in Dominica. Mm -hmm. The electoral commission, it is, it is set up by the constitution of Dominica in that the constitution of Dominica says categorically clear that there shall be uh, an electoral commission set it up by one a chairman who is selected and elected by the president of Dominica. Mm -hmm. You will have two nominees from the government side and two from the opposition side. Now, now that that electoral commission supposed to be in our constitutions, um, um, I be very, very, very clear, very. Um, um, over the political freedom, it's not supposed to be be be, be handled or, or mishandled by any political party, and so it is an independent commission. It is an independent body. But here it is: the prime minister now, all he's supposed to do to that commission is to provide the necessary funds for that commission to function properly. Now, now. As a result of he um, providing the funds to that commission, we saw specifically now, um, sometimes in 2017, he went to parliament to basically try to amend two pieces of legislations on our books that are illegal as we speak. I speak here specifically to the bribery aspect and the treating aspect of our electoral laws. These two laws, since our constitution came to be, they are acts that fall under these, 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 these um, legislation. They are illegal. But the prime minister of Dominica, Roosevelt Skerritt, and, the, and his cabinet ministers, they went to parliament, I think, in May of 2017, and basically they tried to amend, well, not try to, they already put it, in, put it as a bill to, to, to legitimize or to make legal treating and bribery in Dominica. My friend, if, it, if that is not an interference with the work of the commission, then I don't know what else is. So that was one instance. Secondly, last year, they also made attempts to... to go to parliament again to try to give 
persons in Dominica, the 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 authority to go overseas to reconfirm or register whatever they plan to do on oil electors lease. Now it is only the commission in Dominica that has to do anything to do with election. But the government team, they went to parliament to try to give that commission now the power to send people overseas, out of Dominica. And our constitution says crystal clear in black and white. Anything that has to do with elections in Dominica, it has to be done within the jurisdiction of Dominica. Nothing can be done from outside. Nobody should go outside to do anything. But again, in terms of the interference that I'm talking about, the government now seeing that they have manipulated our electoral system so much that they have taken people from outside of Dominica who are not eligible to vote in our elections in Dominica, even if they are Dominicans. They, 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 they now want to send, or they wanted to send persons, agents that is, from that commission to go outside of Dominica to confirm people. And that is a second attempt they made at it. Thirdly, thirdly, the commission is mandated in Dominica to provide some level of identification. So when persons come to the polling station, the agents, the, the registering officer know that it is Loftus Durant presenting himself to vote. Here is the ID ascertaining or verifying, yes, that is Loftus Durant. On that, on that um, premise, I, I vote. But for timely memorial, Roosevelt, Skerritt, and the government keep ponging into Dominicans' head, they will not go ahead implementing a proper card for voting, which is a voter's identification card. Mm -hmm. What they want to do to Dominicans is to give Dominicans a national ID card. Say, we can use that card for voting and other purposes. And Mr. Drago, the listening public out there, any school child, I'm, I'm, I'm kinder, kindergarten school child will know the difference between a voter's ID card and a national ID card. Simply put, a voter's ID card, it has certain stipulations, it has certain regulations. For one to be eligible to get a voter's ID card, in Dominica, the law is you have to be 18 years and over. You have to be eligible to vote. There are certain requirements that you must meet as it pertains to you obtaining a voter's ID card. But to obtain a national ID card now, all nationals, no matter where you are across the globe, you are entitled to a national ID card. Even the unborn child, the child still in his mother's womb, is entitled to a national ID card because they are a citizen, they are a national of the country. And, and, and that is one of the ways, again, that this government is trying to, 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 to rig the elections by basically giving persons or implementing from the Electoral Commission standpoint national ID card other than voters' ID card that the Constitution prescribed for. And so these are three crystal ways that I mentioned to you that the government is trying to interfere 
with what goes on in the commission, whereby they are preventing now the commission from doing its work for and on behalf of the citizens. Okay, so um, for listeners, if you joined me a little late, uh, let me tell you that my guest tonight on this week in interview is Mr. Loftus Duran. Loftus is the president of the Concerned Citizens Movement of Dominica. And I invited him on very early in the start of the year so that we can talk about some of the concerns that, that we have over the years, including during 2018, and to get an idea of the work that's in front of the organization in 2019. Loftus, the Prime Minister of Dominica and a lot of his supporters are trying to equate your, your organizations and other people's call for electoral reform, for making sure that people who do not reside in Dominica, who may have um, no longer qualify according to the Constitution to vote, they have kind of tried to equate that with voter suppression, they call it, they call it trying to deprive people of their national right, their sovereign right to vote, etc., etc. I want you to respond to that accusation that by the, by the demands that you are making, you are trying to deprive people of their legitimate right to vote. Okay. Even before I respond to that specific question, let me just go back. Let me just juggle back your mind and the listener's mind, who may know, who may not know. All the way in 2008, the commission, the Electoral Commission of Dominica, they took a decision on their own to basically do the reforms that we are talking about. So that was in their own deliberate judgment. They were going to clean up the list and do certain things to give the Dominican people a much more free and fair um, election in Dominica. But here it is. When that word got out to some of the Labour Party main, I call them spin doctors, for example, this, this, this attorney they call Anthony Astafans, when he got word of that, that the commission wanted to go on that move, an independent move, a, a just move, he basically wrote the prime minister and he told the prime minister in an email all the way to 2008, brother, don't move too quick. Ma he said madness is about to happen at our electoral commission. In that, the commission are planning, <clears throat> they are planning to clean up the list. They are planning to do what it takes to have a free and fair election process in Dominica. And are, as, as a result of that, he was telling the prime minister in that email that he, the prime minister, would have lost his winning legacy if that happens. So he was asking the prime minister to, 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 to step in and, and calling Kondwani, Kondwani was, uh, uh, or still is, a commissioner, calling Richie Charles, that was another commissioner that the government appointed, calling these guys basically to chastise them and to ask them what level of madness is that. And from since that famous day, since that email, Dominica have never been the same in terms of the freeness and the fairness from the electoral commission standpoint. 
And so Tony Astafans, Anthony Astafan, a senior lawyer in Dominica, he is one of the main architects behind the, 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 the plight of the Dominican people as it pertains to free and fair elections in Dominica. Why is he doing that, I must say? is because he is basically trying to cover his turf, as it were, because he knows he has the prime minister, quote-unquote, in his back pocket. If he say jump, the prime minister will ask him how high. If he say run, the prime minister will ask him how fast. So, so he's trying to protect that. Secondly, secondly, in terms of the, 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 the machinations in the back that is happening, in July... In July of 2017, no, not 2017, sorry, 2018, that was last year, the Electoral Commission, again, they tried to do something after the, the, the public outcry on electoral reform. They took it upon themselves, and the chairman of the commission came out publicly to the Dominican people via a statement. And he said the commission was going on what they call a verification campaign or verification drive. Basically, that was to um, um, try to clean the electors list, try to make the process of our elections in Dominica a little more free and fair. That is how they termed it. But down to this night, I am talking to you, Mr. Drago, and your listeners are listening. That verification drive have not gotten on the way. It is like eight months now in going, and not a word from the commissioner, Mr. Jared Burton, as to why that verification has not been started. That was supposed to be started in July of 2018. And so the level of disrespect coming from one, the attorney, secondly, the government by extension, and even the, the, the chairman and some of the commissioners inside there, it is it is much too it is much too 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 glaring to see what is happening against the, the Dominican people. But to come back now to your to your point about the 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 um the question you asked me before. What what has been happening in terms of we getting free and fair elections in Dominica, it is, it, is, it is not right. Dominica cannot continue to have a process whereby we basically vote in every five years or every four and a half years, and, and, and our votes basically are, are coming meaningless ever so often. And the, the, the persons in Dominica, we are, we are speaking. And, and that idea now that Roosevelt Skerritt and some of his liberalized friends and some of his spin doctors are telling people now that the constant citizen movement, are we are an arm or we are an organ or we are whatever of another party, especially in the, in the opposition. We are not, I am saying categorically tonight, we are not. It is a matter of fact, it is not we alone calling for electoral reform in Dominica. The Bishop of Roseau, His Lordship Gabriel Malzer, as this 2019 broke, he, he could not keep it anymore. And basically, he, he told his congregation, that is the Catholic Church Assembly in Dominica, that he, 
He's advising the government and the powers that be and the political parties to come together to find some common ground and to do something about electoral reform. And he used a word that they should move with alacrity, meaning move with... Well, listeners, um, we, I, I should have said, we, we are talking to Loftus on, um, on Hello. WhatsApp. And you know, sometimes, sometimes the call drops. Yes, Loftus, he, I have you back. We lost yes. for a little while. Yeah. Yes, sorry about that. That's yeah, okay. I, That's I got okay. a call, a local call, so, mm-hmm. it, so, so it interrupted the WhatsApp call. That's fine. But That's yes, fine. I was saying, mm-hmm. I was saying the Bishop of Roseau, mm-hmm. which is the head of the Catholic Assembly in Dominica, he made the call earlier this year for electoral reform. The Dominica Public Service Union in Dominica, which is the largest organization in Dominica as it pertains to um, workers' rights in Dominica, they have already made the call for electoral reform. The Dominica Freedom Party in Dominica, which is an opposition party, they have made the call for electoral reform. The United Workers' Party, they are also on record as to calling for electoral reform. Um, you have also certain key lawyers in the, in, in, in the legal fraternity. They have made the call as well for electoral reform. We as an organization have, well, we are championing that call. So, so the prime minister making that outrageous statement and saying that the persons who are calling for electoral reform in Dominica are an organ or well, a what leg or whatever. Was he was saying that um, the call for electoral reform, he was suggesting that that is an attempt to suppress people's right to vote, to deprive people of their, of their natural-born sovereign right to, to vote. That's, yeah. So, so, so yeah, how, okay. how, how, how do you respond to that, that, what, that your actions are trying to deprive fellow Dominicans their right to vote? What what we have said on that, Mr. Drago, and what we will continue to say on that is until Dominical law is changed, anybody that is living outside of Dominica for a five-year, consecutively five years and over, who haven't put foot back on the nature isle of Dominica, it is not we saying that. It is the Constitution saying that. It is our electoral laws saying that. They have basically disenfranchised themselves. Nobody's disenfranchising them. So for the Prime Minister to go on a tangent and say, we or other persons calling for reforms are disenfranchising these people, this is furthest from the truth. Because our laws, as is now, says anybody that leave Dominica for five years consecutively and haven't well, it says if you're absent, if you're absent from the country for five years, you should be removed from the voters list. It says that clearly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, 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 the the prime minister know the laws even better than me. So, for him now to go on public radio and say we are trying to disenfranchise voters, no, we are not. A matter of fact, on the contrary, we 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 said publicly already, we welcome 
all our brothers and sisters who live outside of Dominica, we welcome them back home to vote. We will receive them with open arms. But they have to be within the parameters of the law. But 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 the but 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 the prime minister now in his bid or in his quest to continue to fool people and to stir up that level of animosity and anger among his base and the persons who are calling for what is right in Dominica, he's spewing those outright lies, and that to me is a downright lie. So let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk about what happened last year, Loftus. Sometime in, in December, the Concerned Citizens Movement organized uh, a protest action uh, at the at the offices of the Electoral Commission. You call on Dominicans to assemble on a Saturday uh, at the Electoral Commission office to to voice to make their concerns known and to request that the that let me tell you let 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 me allow you to tell the audience what was the what were the demands or what were you asking people to to, to what message were you trying to convey to the authorities when you organized and 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 also tell us how it turned out and what happened as a result of that protest Okay, um, for 2018, that year in particular, we have really pressed home the point or impressed on the hearts and minds of Dominicans the need for electoral reform in Dominica. On December 15th last year, 2018, we made a call to Dominicans that they should come out to basically tell the Electoral Commission by their presence and by their voice that we need them to move with alacrity as it pertains to free and fair elections. And so we said we were going in the vicinity, not in the yard, in the vicinity of the Electoral Commission. That is a place on high, on, on, on Turkey Lane, sorry. When we went there that Saturday morning, we met the entire area cordon off. The police were there in their riot gears, meaning they were dressed up in army camouflage fatigues and um, some of them basically brandishing their weapons. Now, now, exactly where we were to assembly, the people were to assemble, that area was cordoned off. So the people now had no choice but to, but to assemble in another area close enough to the electoral office. And, and we, we stayed there for the better part of the day. We came there about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock start. We stayed there up until about the 4 o'clock, 4.30 hour. And just about when that meeting was about to finish, the police in Dominica basically got some order from some high-ranking officer to tear gas the crowd of people that were there. And we were there for the entire day, Mr. Drago. Not a bottle was thrown, not a stone was thrown, absolutely no violence on that day was meted out against the police. The crowd was a very, 
very peaceful crowd. We had our placards, we had our voices, and we had our, the people's support as it pertains to chanting down the, 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 the lack of freeness in our electoral process in Dominica. But, but when, that is what I am assuming, when the crowd really started to build up to about maybe a four, five hundred persons, the police decided in their own free will, you know something? That crowd, it may get out of hand. And so they came out with their tear gas and their guns, basically tear gassing the people and ready to use guns, live ammunition on we, the peaceful protesters, if we did not disperse. And, and, and that was the incident that happened on Saturday, December 15th, 2018. We had children there. We had the elderlies. We had young people. We, had, we were assembled or we were forced to be assembled in the vicinity of a gas station. And can you imagine live wrongs? Well, not live wrongs, but um, 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 canisters of tear gas we were fired from the guns of the policemen in the vicinity of a gas station. Only God alone could imagine what could have happened on that day. And, 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 and it was a very sorry sight. And right now, the, the, the people, some of, some of us, they are affected by that expired tear gas, I must add. The, 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 the canisters, when some of the protesters picked up the canisters, the, the expiry date on the canister was rubbed out. It was rubbed out the date. And so we are saying, why the rubbing out of those dates? And, 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 and it is reasonable to think the only reason why these dates were rubbed out is because these canisters of tear gas, they were expired. So imagine you are using tear gas, but they are expired on a very peaceful people. And, and we, we are saying we will continue to fight for, for, for justice in Dominica. We will continue to fight for freedom. No tear gas, no hose, no bullets, no guns going to stop Dominicans from continuing to demonstrate for their rights in Dominica. Our forefathers, they, 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 they stood up. And to be true to their spirit, we must stand up and demand that, that we get true justice in Dominica. So the, the, the other thing I know that you, you're able to do, or I heard that you're able to do, you can confirm it, is that the Concerned Citizens Movement of Dominica was able to, to go to the courts and to get an injunction against the government for one of the, one of the bills that they were planning to introduce into Parliament. Subsequent to that, we've heard that the, um, the government is, is now saying that the reason why they cannot do electoral reform is because of that injunction. Can you talk about that a little bit and, and clear the air as to you know what exactly the injunction is and, and, to, and to clarify whether or not, um, or, or of course, to clarify that statement by the government? Okay, sure. Um, earlier on in my interview with you, I, the listeners would have noted, noted and you would have noted, Mr. Drago, that um, I spoke about the first instance when the government went to parliament to try to amend all electoral laws in Dominica 
to, to confer on the Electoral Commission the legislative powers that the commission needs, which they don't have now, to send agents overseas to confirm people on the electors list. And secondly, the whole issue of the, the commission issuing of national ID cards. These, these two aspects of the amendments that the government wants to implement, we are saying that they are not in accordance with our electoral laws. So what we did as, a com- as, 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 as the movement, we went to the court and we basically asked the court to ask the Electoral Commission to declare where in the Constitution, <clears throat> where in the Constitution does it give them the power to do one, to implement national ID cards, and to two, send anybody from Dominica overseas to confirm anybody on our electors list. So, so the that is in the court as we speak. And it is not an injunction that is in the court. It is asking the commission to declare, make some declarations then. So we are now in a court battle. The Constant Citizen Movement and the Electoral Commission is in a court battle. Where the injunction part came in is when the is when the the the, the government attempted again to introduce well not the government when the Electoral Commission sorry went to the par- when the government is the government when the government mm-hmm. attempted to go to Parliament mm-hmm. the very first time to to amend the laws in terms of sending people overseas. What I did in my personal capacity, and not the movement now in my personal capacity, what I did, I went to the court to file an injunction against that move. But when the when we stood up outside parliament, the government realized the power of the people, it was much greater than they thought. So what they did, they said they withdrew those bills from parliament. Upon consultation, they will consult, do further consultation of the people and re-issue or represent those bills back to parliament. What I did in my personal capacity as a citizen of Dominica, I went to the courts and secured or, or tried to secure, sorry, an injunction to prevent those bills from coming back to parliament. When we went to the court, the high court judge basically ruled that seeing that the government had withdrew the amendment for further consultation, as they say, she said to me and my lawyer that there is nothing really to injunct because they withdrew. So we told her, fine. So we ask her whether when the government reissued those bills to parliament or represent them, represent them back to parliament, whether we have the leeway to, to bring back the injunction. She told us yes. So basically what is in the court now as it pertains to that injunction, the scenario is, it is like a cat and mouse scenario. So so in, in, in reality, there is no injunction in the court. The injunction is in the balance. The, the, the injunction can only take effect when the government 
reintroduces anything that is against our electoral laws in Dominica. That is where it's at. Now for the prime minister now to go on national radio and say categorically it is that injunction that is preventing him, well, not him, but the commission from instituting the reforms that the government needs, that to me is the furthest from the lie because he know better and he ought to say better. So, so, <laughs> so, so there is no injunction. There is just a threat of injunction if if, well. if the CCM perceives that what the government is trying to introduce is in contrary to the law, and and just that threat of injunction is preventing the government from introducing what they plan to introduce. So the only conclusion that we can draw is that the government knows that what they're trying to introduce is not in is not in compliance with the laws of the country. It, that, that's the only Very conclusion. Well, that's the only conclusion that one can draw can draw from that. Very well, and, and you 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 have it spot on, spot on in that there is just the threat of an injunction until the government decides to go back into parliament to break the law. But 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 separate and apart from that, now where it gets confusing from the prime minister's end is that he is saying because of that well because of that injunction which in reality is a threat of an injunction is not even an injunction of an injunction mm-hmm. is that is that that threat is preventing now the commission to do its work the commission has absolutely no injunction against it absolutely none so the commission under the constitution now has all the way all the power it needs all the authority to go ahead and implement the voter id cards cleanse the list to 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 put things in place for a much more friendly election the the commission hand is free as ever but the prime minister now is on record in saying basically the commission hands are tied and he know he know that is not the truth and and, and well, that well, is the, the, the conclusion type I'm of governance from, that we are subjected to in Dominica. The conclusion I'm drawing from that is that the commission hands are tied only if the commission is of the opinion that what they try that they what they would propose would 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 result in a valid challenge based on the law. Because because even if even if there's a threat of injunction if you're confident that what you're presenting is in keeping with the law, then you go ahead and present it and say, okay, take me to court and let's see what the court says. But and, if- and, a point to, yes, yeah. and a point to note on that as well is that even if, even if there is an injunction pending in the court, let us say it, it, there was really some people who's filing the court for, for, for seeking an injunction, unless a judge gives the order of the injunction is 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 quote unquote and um, put into effect up until that time the commission has the right to go and do whatever it has to do but no judge in dominica says categorically yes there's an injunction so what is the tying of the hands about so so by and large we we seen that the government is not and the commission the commission is operating as an arm of the government and the government is not acting in a genuine way to try to engage honestly with groups like the Concerned Citizens Movement 
with the official opposition parties, with the communities, to address the concern and the increasing loud and widespread um, demand for electoral reform. Loftus, we, we have come to, to the end of our hour. So what I want you to do now is to recap to people the four or five areas that the Concerned Citizens Movement is demanding in terms of electoral reform in Dominica. Okay, um, we are we are basically demanding for certain basic things, basic things as it pertains to the continuance of our democracy in Dominica, where our election is concerned. One, we have a very bloated list in Dominica. Our population, as is in Dominica now, the last census said our population was seventy-one thousand. 293 persons. On the electors list, the last list that came out last year, September, the persons who are eligible eligible to vote on that list, as per the, the commission, it is 70,645 persons. Herein lies what that says mathematically is that 99. 5% of the population can vote. And that, from any layman's term, anybody watching that, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that that list is bloated and it must be cleansed. So one, we are asking for a cleansed list. Two, we are asking for a voter's ID card, not a national ID card. We are asking for campaign finance reform, meaning we need to know where the political parties are getting their money from, and there's supposed to be a limit. Fourthly, we are asking for the state-owned media to be opened up to all political parties and not just the incumbent. And, and, and once, we, once we get that in Dominica, at least to start, the citizens of Dominica will be very, very happy as it pertains to their democracy in Dominica. I think I think those are very reasonable demands. I, I don't see anything that seems to want to tip the, the 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 hand away from the government or towards the government. I think this is something that, that would even and make the playing field fair. Because the government, the government has been the government always has the advantage of being of incumbency, of being in power, being in control, being any good things that happen in the country is going to be attributed to the government. So that in itself should be enough of an advantage. And so I don't from from the from the items that you just listed, I don't see them as as having uh, you know. Warranting the kind of opposition that you receive, that that you're receiving, and the calls for for electoral reform. So, so my brother, all I can say is that I wish you continued strength and vigor. Um, TDN Radio will look to support you as much as we can. Listeners, I know I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's, it's every so often we do a little bit of fundraising for the. Um, for the Concerned Citizens Movement to help them to fund some of the protest actions. And we'll be coming to you again a few times this year um, to, to contribute one more time. So far, you've responded very well. 
very well to the um, to the call that we've made. Uh, on the two occasions that we've asked you to support, we've raised about uh, about fifteen hundred dollars US, um, which we've sent to the commission, and they're very very grateful for not the commission but the concerned citizens movement. And we're going to come to you to 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 further assist. And Loftus, I want to say thank you again for the work that you do. Thank you, all the members of the Concerned Citizens Movement. And I want to give you a chance to to say anything else that you want to say about the work of the commission of, of your movement and, and some of the demands that, that you're making on the government in terms of electoral reform. Well, Mr. Drago, I want to say thank you to you and TDN Radio for giving us that opportunity ever so often to 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 give to the wider region and the world by extension the real situation what is happening in Dominica, especially as it pertains to um, our democracy, free and fair elections, also to all persons who have been contributing to the cause um, of free and fair elections in Dominica. I, as the president, want to say thank you very much. And um, your monies have been doing wonders in Dominica as it pertains to opening up the eyes of persons in Dominica. Um, a number of other persons, a number of other organizations um, have came on board as it pertains to our consistency in terms of that call. Um, so it is just, as the old saying goes, every journey begins with one step. And we have made several steps already as it pertains to we realizing Dominica remaining a democratic country. And so as one of my mentors normally say or normally said, um, run, walk, crawl, or creep, we will get there in terms of Martin Luther King own words. So we 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 are confident in moving forward that um we will the, the, the will of the Dominican people must go forward and that um our democracy will be will be maintained in Dominica because we, we, we are saying on the books we are a democratic country, but in reality, our everyday dealings, it is very undemocratic. So that is what we are trying our best to, 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 to press against and to impress on all, all conscious men and women in Dominica, all patriotic men and women in Dominica, that that, that little piece of rock called Dominica, run where you want, but you have to come back, or you may want to come back here one day, and, and, and you will want to come back to a Dominica that you can feel comfortable to live and um, have your children live in it. And so that is all we fight for in Dominica for now. That is our struggle now. Our, our forefathers had their own struggle, and that is our struggle. So we are, our box is well squared up, our loins are girded, and we are ready to go, empowered by the Almighty. And Loftus well said, thank you so much. And of course, I want to have you on often. There, there are many more things that we can talk about, and many more, even electoral reform. There is much more that we can that we can speak as well. So I wish you all the yes, best. For, I wish you all the best for 2019. Thank you so much, man, for being my guest on this weekend interview. All right, Mr. Drago. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. All right, thank you. Well, listeners, I, I thank, thank you, you for staying with me for the hour. Um, as you saw, my guest tonight um, was Mr. Loftus Duran. Uh, he is the president of the Concerned Citizens Movement. And um, he, he, you know, very, very brave and, and, and courageous um, young man. 
he he and his group of concerned citizens who who make up the concerned citizens movement have a fighting fighting to to have electoral reform they're fighting for accountability and in dominica you know people are losing their livelihood for for standing up to the government for for speaking what they see as the truth and we know just last week we heard that our brother who also has been my guest on this week in interview um mr irvin pascal the air nose and throat specialist in dominica his contract with the government was just they decided not to renew his contract and and we can only they see that it may it should be it seems like it is it is connected to his stance where he speaks his mind about the state of healthcare and the state of life in Dominica. And so we stand in solidarity with him and we stand in solidarity with all our fellow Dominicans who see the need to stand up and, and talk for those who cannot talk and to, and to demand that our country be run by laws, not by the whims of men. So, until next week, this has been This Week in Interview. I am Anthony Drago. This Week in Interview is a production of TDN Radio. And I want to say thank you to our engineer and producer, Sam, Sam George, always doing a, a magnificent job. So, to you, my listeners, I want to tell you uh, thank you again and hope you have a great night. Have Enjoy the rest of the week. Have a great weekend. And we will do this again next week, Wednesday, when we have another interesting guests and another interesting topic and there will be another this weekend interview good night